Hey everybody, it's your local psychologist here, Psych Chrissy. Welcome to the Well AF podcast where all of your health and wellness is delivered in a no BS manner. Before you wreck yourself, yeah. come on, check yourself before you wreck yourself. Cause shotgun bullets are bad for your health. Hello everybody, it is your Tuesday night Life Crusher Live on this lovely Melbourne Cup day. The weather was absolutely beautiful today. I must admit, didn't catch a race. <laughs> not um, not today. Um, I thought I would get out and about and uh, take the little mindful warriors, my Chihuahua's out for a walk. What did you all get up to today on this beautiful Melbourne day? I hope you were able to get out and enjoy the sun because we just never know how long it's going to stick around, do we? (laughs) Well, welcome to another broadcast tonight, guys. It is Psych Chrissy here, your local no BS psychologist. And I'm talking about something very interesting tonight. Um, I might be talking to a little bit of a blank audience because maybe you've all been at your Melbourne Cup barbecue and you've been overindulging, but never mind, you can watch me on replay. Because <laughs> this is an interesting topic and it is one, obviously, that a lot of people have difficulty with. In fact, not even a lot. I reckon every person would have difficulty with this topic that I'm going to talk about tonight. That is self-sabotage. So I'm going to explain to you guys what is it exactly, why the heck does it happen, and what on earth do we do about it? So, you know, self-sabotage, I suppose, in definition, and this is not out of a, you know, a dictionary or anything like that. This is Psych Chrissy definition, but um, this is pretty much the... uh, I suppose the habit of engaging in a behaviour or an action that has self-defeating consequences. It is absolutely counterproductive to anything that we're trying to achieve. Um, In the long run, it just doesn't serve us well. It doesn't give us anything. It doesn't, you know, it just doesn't achieve anything for us. But in the short term, for some reason, and I'm going to talk to you about the reasons why, um, we do it. And it's frustrating and it really pisses us, us off. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to share with you some of the functions of self-sabotaging behaviour and why it actually happens. So I just realised, guys, that um, there's, again, no comments. So I'm just going to bring up my Infinity Wellness page just in case someone um, is actually going to join me tonight. <laughs> They're not too busy watching the... Um, all the races are over now, but, you know, indulging in their cheese platters in their, their public holiday, <laughs> which I have not been doing today. But anyway, all right, so I'm just going to bring up my comments so I can say hi. Hi, Amanda. Welcome to the broadcast. If you're here, give me a wave if you're here watching Site Chrissy on your public holiday, because <laughs> that's awesome. Um, I love hanging out with you guys on a, a day of rest. All right, so I've just defined... <clears throat> goodness me. I've just defined what self-sabotage is. Now I'm going to tell you about four important things or underlying factors um, as to why we engage in self-sabotaging behaviours or actions. And self-sabotaging behaviours or actions could be a whole range of things. It could be the way that we think about certain things. It could be self-defeating or negative or, you know, it could be a thought pattern. Um, It could be a certain belief that we 
start to hold about ourselves. It's not really serving us really well, not really, you know, motivating us in any way. In fact, probably getting in the way of us being able to move forward and do good things for ourselves. Um, but it also can be behaviors, okay? It could be, you know, unhealthy eating. It could be, you know, I don't know, engaging in destructive relationships. It could be a whole range of different behaviors that we engage in that later on we just think, why the hell did we do that? Well, I'm going to tell you why. All right. So these are some of the elements that I think fuel conflict between what you want um, and I suppose what you do about it. So sometimes what we want can be very different to the way that we behave and it creates an inner conflict or an inner turmoil that leads us to engage in behaviours that are not necessarily consistent with how we want to live our lives, aka self-sabotage. So there are three main things that I do find um, are themes or patterns with clients that consistently engage with me about, you know, why it is that they engage in self-sabotaging behaviours or actions or thought patterns or belief systems. So one of the biggest ones that I find is a low self-concept. Now, you're probably sitting there thinking, hmm, what is that exactly? Because it's a little bit of a fancy word, I know. Um, but it's I suppose flimsiness in the way that you see yourself. You know, it could be um, indicated by a low self-esteem. It could also be indicated but by a really poor understanding of yourself or low self-awareness, low insight into understanding yourself in different ways. Now, when we're not overly connected to that or, or we're not so much connected, but when we don't have a good self-awareness or self-concept, sometimes we can start engaging in behaviors that are not consistent with our underlying needs or the way that we want to live our lives. So, of course, we would start, if we're not overly connected to that or we're not, you know, um, in touch with you know, our self-concept or our self-awareness, it wouldn't be hard to start engaging in behaviours or actions or thinking patterns that are driving us away from the person that we want to be. Um, number two that I think is one of the most common ones is fear, all right? So it's fear of change or fear of uncertainty that is also very strongly linked to fear of discomfort. So, and I, I've spoken about this a lot, guys. I've spoken about that, you know, avoidance in effect is this tendency to want to avoid or, or avoidance is kind of the pinnacle of some of the self-destructive behaviours that we tend to engage in because it's just easier. You know, sometimes it's just easier, you know, to not fight the cravings to eat that big piece of cake or that, you know, block of chocolate or to not go to the gym or whatever it is that's inconsistent with the way that we want to live our lives. Because we all would love to live or we all do um, potentially have an intrinsic need to want to live a healthy lifestyle, to live a long life, to feel good about ourselves. But then for whatever reason, we go and engage in all these behaviours and activities that are not necessarily consistent with that. Now, you know, when you think about fear, well, we just don't want to feel uncomfortable. We would just rather eat the piece of cake than sit there going, oh, I really want that and I can't have it and life's boring and all of those excuses that we make. I know because I often have these thoughts about, you know, why I shouldn't be eating that big bag of Doritos or whatever it is. Um, 
why I shouldn't have that glass of wine, you know, because I honestly want to live a healthier and cleaner lifestyle, you know, but it's a battle. <laughs> we want to do these things because they're comforting and they're, they feel good, but they don't necessarily serve us in the long term. So definitely, um, you know, fear of change, fear of unknown, fear of discomfort is a driver for us to engage in those self-sabotaging behaviors. And it's really interesting because at the moment, um, I'm running a, a program called Get Started, and it's all about motivating um, people to get started in establishing healthy lifestyle habits. And, you know, we were having this sort of dialogue the other day that, you know, some of my Get Started participants were, you know, really struggling with, you know, why why would they in, be engaging in binge eating and, you know, they're in a healthy lifestyle program. And I'm like, but of course, you know, because when you start to do something different or when you start to push yourself in certain ways, there's a level of psychological discomfort and emotional discomfort that arises from that. So we very quickly, you know, run into our, uh, and I, I call it shit town, but it's comfort zone, known as comfort zone to some people, but it is a shit town because nothing good happens there, even though it suggests that we're comforted in some way, but we're really not because in the long term we lose. Um, but it forces us to revert back to really unhelpful behaviours because, it's what we know and it's what we're familiar with. So that's number two. Number three um, is, uh, I suppose, we can engage in self-sabotaging behaviours when we feel a strong desire um, to control everything, all right, and control in any way, shape or form, which means that we might um, engage in behaviours that are not necessarily serving for us or, or doing us any well, but it makes us feel secure in some, you know, really destructive sort of way. So for example, you know, if we lash out at someone or we get aggressive or we um, become dominant in conflict, we know that's not healthy. We know that's not good. But at the time, it might make us feel like we've got a level of control over a certain situation. Now, um, that's often short-lived because it might serve a certain purpose at that point in time. But what we know in the long term is that there are probably some very negative consequences on relationships, emotions as a result of acting in those ways. And deep down, we never want to lash out at people. We never want to, you know, become dominant in a conflict relationship, you know, in a, in a relationship conflict situation. We don't intrinsically want to do those things, but sometimes we lash out in those ways of uh, as a means of feeling more secure about that situation. So, um, those are the three factors that I find really do drive self-sabotaging behaviours. What's the problem with those factors? Well, often they are outside of our awareness. Now, what do I mean by that? What I mean is that at the time, you don't bloody know that that's what's going on, guys. And it's a real pain in the butt because if you knew that that's what was the function of the behaviours, you would probably be able to go, now, hang on a minute, you know, is this my fear of change? Is this my excessive need for control? But we're humans, right? We just don't bloody think like that. Even Psych Chrissy doesn't think like that, guys. Even though I'm a psychologist, I would struggle, you know, sometimes having that insight at the time of engaging in a self-sabotaging behavior. But 
it's not impossible to get that insight. So what I want to challenge you guys who are watching me um, tonight, amazing effort, by the way, all these people watching tonight, and it is a public holiday, <laughs> um, learning about yourselves in really helpful ways and learning how to nip these self-sabotaging behaviours in the butt. Um, but learning about the, the underlying functions, you know, do you have a low self-concept? Is your self-esteem flimsy? Do you not really understand yourself in, in ways or do you lack insight or do you wander around thinking, I really need to learn more about myself because I don't know why I do certain things or I don't really understand why I have these reactions in certain situations, you know? Um, you know, do you need to touch base with certain fears, whether it be about change, uncertainty, emotional discomfort? Um, you know, do you need to really check yourself and reflect on, you know, whether it is that you have a strong desire to control a lot of things in your life that can't necessarily be controlled. And then as a result, you engage in behaviors that are not self-serving and in fact, do more damage than good. So, it pays to, you know, have a think about some of these factors that I have mentioned to you tonight and really um, engage in some self-reflection. You know, does can you relate to some of these things that I'm talking about? Do When I mention it, do you go, oh, shit, I think that might be me? <laughs> because if you're able to do that, well done, it's the first step. It's the first step to you being able to recognize that maybe some of these underlying factors are driving some of your self-sabotaging behaviors um, because that's step one. Step two is a little bit harder. Um, you know, it is obviously learning to identify the self-sabotaging behaviors. So the overeating, the binge drinking, the lashing out, the blaming people, the whatever it is, and then linking it to the drivers. So not only being able to identify what the self-sabotaging actions are, but then also being able to link that to the underlying factors. Now, there's a challenge. There's some good, competent psychological work for you. If you're thinking, well, how the bloody hell do I do that? Um, you know, there is help out there. You know, you can you can visit Psych Chrissy. You can go and visit another psychologist. You can go to a counsellor. You can have a chat to your support network. You can ask your, your family or your partner. I'm sure they'll come up with some feedback or some insights into some of these connections for you that you might be able to mull over in your mind. Um, there's always opportunities for self-development. Um, but just even having a think about it, I think, is a really um, good step to developing that insight around links between um, self-sabotaging behaviours and those underlying factors. Um, another really good way of trying to manage engaging in self-sabotaging behaviours is one, obviously, appreciating that they are self-sabotaging behaviors and they're not serving you very well but um regularly touching base with the consequences of engaging in those actions all right so you know that forethought of you know i'm for an example i'm feeling really angry now you know i want to just go over and you know yell at this person or just give this person a piece of my mind or you know being able to stop yourself in that moment and going hmm you know what might be some of the consequences for that 
you know, really stopping yourself in the moment and, and evaluating whether the behavior or the action or the thought or the step that you're about to take in that situation is going to serve you in the long term. Is it going to serve you well? Is it going to, you know, create more negative consequences for yourself? You know, that evaluation process is very, very important um, because it could actually prevent you from engaging in that behavior in the first place. So that's really, really important. Preventative is always the best measure, you know, but we don't always... um, we're not always able to think that way in the moment. And often we commonly learn by negative consequences, don't we? So we'll often, you know, continuously um, experience a range of negative consequences before we learn, shit, maybe something needs to be a bit different. (laughs) And then we can start to try and get that gap in between our, um, the trigger and the response. And you've heard me probably speak about that gap before. It is a a skill that we need to learn to become better managed or, um, to avoid engaging in behaviors or actions that might, might necessarily lead to some negative consequences. So, What do you think, guys? Is this something that you can have a reflection on? The underlying factors, the low self-concept, the fear, the excessive need for control. Is it driving some of your self-sabotaging behaviours? Can you recognise a link between those? Can you develop some ability to stop yourself in that moment and think about some of the consequences for engaging in some of those behaviours or those those actions? And if you are able to do that, I think that you're going to get a really good opportunity to stop engaging in those self-sabotaging behaviors and start to live a life that is consistent with how you want to live it in a really healthy, functional, adaptive, and happy way. There we go, guys. It seems really easy, but it's probably bloody not. (laughs) And I don't want to make out that it is. You know, some of these things that I I talk about, um, hard work. All right, they're hard work and I want to normalize that, but I want to gift you this information to try and empower you guys um, to think about some of these things to maybe take control and, and experience um, some of your life in a different way so that you can make better decisions for yourself or you might do something different or you might take a different perspective. That results in you just being happier. So there we go, guys. There's our Life Crusher Live for Melbourne Cup Day. I hope it's been helpful. And as always, love you all. And I hope you enjoyed the content. And I will see you all soon. See you later, guys. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Well AF podcast. If you love listening to Psych Chrissy, please share and subscribe to my podcast. Or catch all the action on the Infinity Wellness page on Facebook at Infinity Wellness Centre.